Welcome to the EchoCast, episode 114. This is a podcast about The Division 2, its community, news, speculation, and updates related to the game. I am Bond Diesel. I do Division stuff such as this podcast, uh, Twitch streams, and YouTube videos about The Division and The Division 2. Please take a moment to subscribe to and rate the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on as it helps me get noticed and the show to get out there. Okay, today, topic-wise, um, we'll talk about TU10 a little bit. Uh, we're also going to kind of talk about the issues, um, things that are going on right now, if you're paying attention on especially social media. Uh, yeah, things are a little cray, as, as you could say. So we'll kind of jump quickly into that. I did not get a chance to look at the Patreon numbers right now and the members, so I will think... Uh, this month's Patreon supporters, assuming you still are, uh, Hassan, Christian, Darren, Dale, Justin, Tim, PK, and DJ. If you would like to support this podcast, my other podcast, the Xbox Dadcast, and my other content that I work on as I can, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. Okay, so <laughs> state of the game this week. We did not have one. Uh, and we'll talk about that. So uh, instead, I'm gonna I'm going to address the Ubisoft misconduct allegations, and we are going to chat about that. So, long story short, um, there's been multiple individuals named uh, who work at Ubisoft um, with with different uh, kinds of misconduct. Uh, as far as I know, all men, uh, having misconduct against women. Um, they're mostly allegations from the ones I've read of men being just kind of inappropriate, uh, abusing their power to try to get dates and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and just generally being creepy and gross. Uh, there are also a few uh, allegations of, of actual assault and rape as well. So uh, Ubisoft um, did make a statement eventually saying that they are bringing in a outside firm to investigate the allegations. Um, they have stated that uh, if any of the allegations are found, um, you know, that there will be appropriate punishments. Um, up to and including firing people and, and dismissing people from their jobs and positions. Um, Massive hasn't commented directly, uh, but they did cancel the division state of the game this week, which I was going to talk about. Um, I they, they did it to participate in this Twitch blackout. Um, I personally didn't really care for that take. I felt like that was a kind of a lazy way to be like, look, we're doing something, um, instead of actually like making a statement or, um, or, or actually trying to have uh, some type of, I don't know, addressing of the situation. 
Um, on, on my side, uh, I've got lots of thoughts about this. Um, a few of the people named are people I have associated with, um, uh, mostly people that I just have followed on Twitter and have followed me, have maybe DM'd me here and there about, you know, random things. Um, there, there's only one person who I've interacted with a lot, uh, you know, and then they need to handle their shit is how I see it. Um, that particular person, there's been some insinuation that there were things that happened, but I haven't actually read any actual allegations. Um, but it's, it's just pretty jarring and it's not just been Ubisoft. It's been a, just a lot of people, <laughs> uh, streamers, YouTubers, uh, people in game development, um, people in like the, the game news media, IGN was a big one where a lot of people were getting called out and, um, even podcasters and stuff like that. It, the, one of the interesting ones I saw was, um, Andrea Renee, who, uh, is kind of one of the OG females, uh, or women. I know people hate that word. I get it. Um, but women, one of the OG women in games, uh, especially news and stuff like that. Um, and even she had some allegations against her that she didn't take seriously. Um, some allegations of, uh, just some kind of nasty stuff that one of her friends did to someone else. So, um, my take on all of this stuff is that, uh, you know, the punishments for people, uh, whether they're streamers or creators or whatever, especially game devs um, need to complement the severity of the things that happened um, as they are investigated and found to be um, proven or not. So what, what sucks about these situations is that um, I, I think that there's a weird recoil that people have where they instantly think like, well, what if they didn't do it? Um, and, and I think that's, in a way that that's a fair thing to, to want to have answered. Right. Um, the other side of that though, is that I'm sure there's people who have come out and made these types of allegations and either been lying or whatever, but I'm perfectly willing to bet that the overwhelming majority are, are not in that situation. Um, so, I tend to find, I think people jump to that conclusion because the people being accused are either themselves or people that they like or people that they care about. And they, they just instantly don't want to believe that someone that they trust or care about or like, or whatever, um, can, can be a bad person. Um, I don't, it's, it's tough because it's one of those things where you do have to be careful in a sense of, you know, what you say or, or how you say it. Um, at the end of the day, my stance is that you should always take serious allegations made by anyone about anything. Um, not just women against men, you know, there's, you know, if a man alleges something against the woman, it, it should be taken seriously. But at the end of the day, if we're playing the numbers, um, it's, it seems like at least in our current state or age that, um, you know, it, a lot of these issues go one way. So 
you know, I think all of these allegations should be taken very seriously, no matter how serious the actual allegation is, you know, that also kind of depends on your personal um, outlook on things. And then, you know, you take seriously and verify you, you, you hear these people out. You, you look for, you look for evidence as much as you can. You, a lot of these people have presented like, you know, screenshots of text messages and and things like that. You know, some of them I think are more damning than others. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the problem with this type of assault and misconduct is that there's very rarely proof. So you don't want to go so far as to say that you can only believe people if they can prove it, if they have, you know, DNA evidence, or if they have, you know, explicit pictures or text messages, you know, that, you know, a lot of these people who do these things aren't stupid. Um, and, and they know what they're doing. So, you know, a lot of them have families and things like that. So, you know, just because someone can't put, you know, present you with, you know, a, a, B, and C list of evidence that these things happen doesn't mean that you, you know, shouldn't take them seriously. Um, but then there's always the idea too of, you know, should someone's career or should someone's life be ruined, um, without proof that they did anything wrong. And, and, and these are answers and questions I don't have answers to. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's very, um, case by case. I, I think that, uh, you, you really have to, you can't just group. And, and I think that's the trouble, you know, that that's the tough part about when these things happen. It, it, it kind of one person speaks their truth and gets the information out there. And, and then it's kind of like a domino effect and you see the dominoes fall and spread and go all over and you see people, um, get pulled into this. And, uh, you know, when the Harvey Weinstein thing happened and the me too movement happened, which was necessary and, um, and, and absolutely needed. Right. Um, there were people who kind of got pulled in, you know, like Harvey Weinstein was accused of, and now I believe convicted of multiple situations of, you know, rape and abuse and misconduct. Um, and in that same movement, you had people pulled in who, you know, said super inappropriate things or, you know, did inappropriate things, but, you know, and, and you don't, you run into a, a tough situation where you start trying to, rate how bad different types of misconduct are. Right. And so I'm definitely not going there, um, because I'm not really in a position to do it, uh, effectively. So I, I think the best thing I can say or, or, or talk about is just to say that, you know, don't dismiss people who are putting out these allegations and stuff. Um, just don't jump to conclusions in general. Don't instantly assume someone's just trying to get attention or they're lying um, about their allegations. Um, I wouldn't necessarily either jump to conclusions about the people being accused of doing things. Um, we've seen uh, lots of different ways of this being handled by the people being accused. I've seen some people come out and say, hey, I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. Um, I'm bouncing for a while. I. I, you know, I need to go to therapy. I've got my own issues. Sometimes those responses are, you know, a little more easy to take or not. You know, um, there's been some people who have straight denied what's going on. Um, an example of that would be Esco blades, who is one of the, 
Ubisoft people who has been accused of using his position um, and influence within Ubisoft to kind of gain favors uh, or demand favors from people trying to get access to Ubisoft. Um, personally, I've always found that individual to be kind of shady. Um, and uh, I personally just thought he was kind of irritating because I found him to be very self-righteous and um, kind of annoying. Uh, while, you know, obviously I had no reason to believe he was also, you know, potentially abusing his power in that capacity. Um, I just found him to be kind of an arrogant asshole. And um, in the way he's treated people, especially people who don't suck up to him, um, a lot of it, some of the allegations I've read against him definitely seem to fit his um, the way he treats people in other situations. So again, you know, we run into a weird situation where you start um, people start to kind of conflate the two ideas of, of 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 legal issues and like the court of public opinion, and and both of these have very different precedents for what they need. The court of public opinion. Um, has the benefit of kind of just being able to believe whatever it wants, especially off first impressions, um, you know, legally on that side of things, uh, you know, we'll see if, if any of this leads to anything. Um, again, I, I feel like this is something I have to address, but I really don't want to get too deep into anything because I just don't have a whole lot of perspective on all this. Um, I'm a white dude. So a lot of these issues that are going on right now and being discussed, I don't have a ton of input. Um, and I really believe it's been a really good time for me and people like me to, uh, shut up and listen. Uh, and that's mostly what I've been doing, um, and trying to educate myself a lot. A lot of these issues that are going on are things that, uh, I, I don't believe I've ever had any issues with personally. I was raised by a, a, a man who um, doesn't have a racist bone in his body. He's the nicest guy on earth who always taught me to be very respectful to women and, and to be very, um, to not be the way it seems like a lot of these guys are um, to not abuse power and respect and authority and things like that. Um, on my own side of things, you know, I really can't pretend to understand these issues, whether it's, you know, the women who you know, never feel comfortable, um, always feel like they're, you know, they're, there's, there's an ulterior motive and things like that to people's relationships with them. I, um, you know, I, I don't understand what it's like to always be worried about getting pulled over by the cops and never knowing how that's going to work out and things like that. Um, you know, I, I obviously have dealt with my own traumas. I, I have, things that have happened. Um, you know, the only thing that really relates and for me to this stuff is the fact that I work in a like 98%, you know, female dominated industry. Um, so in the last 10 years, uh, it, it's just been very interesting how many of the issues I hear people talk about, you know, I've never been sexually assaulted or had misconduct like that towards me. I think that's a issue that tends unfortunately to go the other way. Um, but I've absolutely been treated differently by employers and supervisors and coworkers. Um, you know, people have tried to throw me under the bus and things like that. Um, and it's very interesting because a lot of the things that I've had happen to me in my life, uh, and especially my current job situation, um, really mirror a lot of the abuse of power and, and, and other issues I've heard people talk about, uh, 
that, that people deal with, you know, that women deal with in male dominated, um, or, or just in general work conditions. Um, so again, while I can't really understand it and I'm very honest and blunt about that, um, I, I think I can at least try to empathize. And I think that's important. Um, and more so than ever in the last uh, few months, um, I think I can listen and try to understand, uh, as much as I can, um, as successfully or not as possible. At the end of the day, there's only so much I can say or do. Um, but I think the biggest thing I can do is try to um, just take it all seriously and, and to try to challenge myself and the people around me um, to to take this stuff seriously and, and be better and so on. Um, the other part of this and, and the reason I'm inclined to believe women when they talk about this stuff is because I, a very disappointing percentage, um, a number of, of women I know or have dated and so on and so forth, uh, our family with, I mean, it seems like almost every woman I've ever met in my life has a story of something that's happened to them. Um, whether it's as bad as long-term, you know, physical and sexual abuse, um, or, or just being treated terribly in the workplace. Um, and, and I know a lot of men who have have stories as well, but uh, it, it seems like nearly every woman I've ever been intimately involved with or, or gotten to know really well um, has a story about some awful shit happening to them um, that never got found out or, or whatever. So while I do think it's important to, to verify and to investigate allegations, um, I also think it's really important to take them seriously when they happen. And even if they can't be proven because, you know, the people I care about or have cared about in my life who, you know, told me about things that happened to them, they could never prove any of that. There's no proof. It doesn't exist. Um, even though I believe that it happened and I have reason to believe that it happened to them. So, you know, between the pandemic <laughs> around March, the, the, you know, kind of the black lives matter and, 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 and the racial issues of people of color and that have been going on, especially in the United, in the United States, but everywhere. And then now kind of this, um, this outing of a lot of abusers and, and people, you know, committing misconduct. Um, it, it's been a lot, um, but it kind of, you know, I've always kind of felt that, you know, especially like systemic issues, which all of these are, um, can't really be fixed or addressed, um, easily. Uh, you know, there, th these issues can't be taken care of without discomfort. They can't be taken care of without some collateral damage. Um, but it, I think it's pretty clear the most reasonable people that these issues, uh, need to be addressed and things do need to change. Um, and, and the, the only way that's ever going to happen is to just throw them out there. Um, and you know, these issues don't get fixed in the dark. Uh, in fact, that's where they thrive, uh, from my experience. So I, I'm hoping that all of this leads to a better future, leads to more awareness and, and changes of behavior and so on and so forth, whether it will or not, I don't know. Um, I still have a lot to learn and consider. Um, I, I take some solace, I guess, in the idea that, you know, I've glad I've never been involved in any, any of these types of things. Uh, I feel like the worst thing I've done is just kind of been an asshole to everyone, uh, which for better or worse. Um, but I've always tried to be very serious about not discriminating, you know, making sure, you know, just because someone's, 
you know, says something, you know, I, I don't care if you're a man or a woman or, or what color you are. Um, I, I was taught very young that, you know, nice people and, and mean people and uh, good and bad people come in all shapes, colors, sizes, preferences, and all that. So, um, you know, I'm an equal opportunity hater, uh, I guess when it comes to that. And, um, I guess I'll kind of leave it there. So, um, I just ask that if anyone's listening to this and if you haven't turned this off yet, just have an open mind, you know, challenge, you know, if some of this stuff upsets you or if you, if you think it's not taken, if you think it's all being taken too seriously or, or not, or, um, if this stuff upsets you and stuff, I, I think that this is a good time for some self-reflection, um, to consider how you would feel if it was someone that you loved, um, that made these allegations or was alleged against, um, for me, it's been pretty complicated that some of the people that um, have been accused are people who I generally like, even if I'm not super close to them. And, um, I've really had a lot of struggles on how to handle that side of it. And, you know, can I still follow them on Twitter? Can I still interact with them? Can I, um, you know, is that okay? And, and I don't know. I don't know the answers. I'm, um, I'm kind of in the, um, shut up and listen stage of everything. And, um, and, and I think that's a stage that uh, many of us could use more often. So, so with that super fun stay of the game conversation, I am going to move to the mid roll and then we'll talk a bit about division two and then we will wrap this thing up. Okay. So division two. Uh, so the big news with it is that title update 10 has been released. Um, it was on Tuesday. I believe they put it out. Uh, so for full clarity and just to throw it out there, I have played very little division two, um, in a while is it, I don't know the exact number, so I don't want to guess, but, um, it's been a bit and it's been at least a month and a half or so since I've played like a lot, um, that coincides mostly with escape from Tarkov releasing or doing their wipe and having a big new patch, um, which I've been, uh, delving into, to a borderline obsessive state. Um, but, uh, for me, uh, so, so because of that, I've kind of been trying to observe a lot, um, and ask questions and, and kind of dip into videos and streams and just kind of get like a more organic feel of how people are feeling about, um, about the new update and stuff. So, um, it seems like overall it's a step forward. Um, it just sucks because it also seems like in some ways it's a huge step back. Uh, it seems like, uh, you know, while there are improvements on some of the new stuff is cool, the gear and guns and so on. Um, some of the, the basic changes and stuff they've made with loot and all of that. I've seen a real 50, 50 on that. Some people are like, wow, the loot's so much better now. And then others are, I'm still getting crappy stuff. And so, you know, I don't take a lot of that stuff too seriously. Cause I found that you can't, but, um, I do think it's at least interesting to, to just notice that, um, to me, it's just a matter of, I think it's really cool that they're doing the changes they're doing that they're especially doing them from home, um, that they're able to put out new content and, you know, new, well, I'll, I'll put that in quotes, uh, <laughs> for further discussion, but, um, I think it's great. And I really commend them for continuing to do this stuff in these like crazy times. Right. On the other side, um, I think the biggest issue is while I think it's cool, uh, all the, all of the changes and additions they're making, 
I mean, if you're asking me to just come back and, and do more seasonal content, which is essentially just redoing bounties and control points and missions, I, I just don't, that's not appealing, especially when I'm kind of having fun with something else right now. Um, the, the prospect of coming back for control points and bounties and missions isn't enough to pull me away from, you know, Escape from Tarkov, where I'm upgrading my hideout and leveling up my character to get better vendors so I can buy more stuff cheaper and be able to go into raids with better equipment and not be broke and to do this and that. And like that game, every time I jump on, I feel like I make some type of progress, right? Um, and with Division, I feel like if I jump on, I'm just going to go back and do the same things I was doing before with a potential reward for some new stuff. I, I really don't care about that much. Um, so my plan with Division 2 Title Update 10 is to complete the Manhunt. I definitely want to do that. Uh, I do think the Manhunts are, are, are neat. I just wish that they were more interesting actually doing them. Um, I mean, the final mission of the first Manhunt, I mean, I guess it was cool that they added in like a new thing. Uh, but even this season isn't entirely new. There's going to be rehashed things in it, like the global events. Uh, not to mention the manhunt is just rehashed content as well. Um, so again, like I appreciate what they're doing and how they're doing it and in the state that they're doing it. Um, but I, I kind of can't help but feel like I can only like pat them on the back so much when the things that they're releasing and patches right now are things that I feel like you know, could have been addressed a year ago or more. Um, the fact that we're still having very central and basic systems of the game is changing drastically a year and a half later after we kind of should have learned this lesson with the first game. It's just kind of disheartening a little bit. Um, and now don't get me wrong. And I've, I'll say it now. And I've said it a hundred times. I love this game. Uh, Division two. I got every dollar out of it that I I'm glad I got. Um, and I hope to get more uh, when they release stuff that I feel like coming back for. Um, but it's just, it, it's just a, it's kind of depressing out. I, they've had so many, you know, changes in who's working on it and so on and so forth. I mean, to the point where we have, you know, most of the, you know, a lot of the people from a year and a half, two years ago who I knew were on division one and working as we now know on division two, they're all gone. <laughs> So I don't know what that means to all of this. I, I, I don't know what's going on in the background if they're working on a division three or whatever. Um, it's just kind of a weird situation for the game where I, I think they're trying to do good things. I just don't know how successful they are being at doing that. And I'll get excited when I think there's something to be excited about. And, and this, and, and I don't think there is right now. Um, I could care less about the raid. Um, that's going to come out next week. Um, the, the same people who beat it first last time are probably going to do it again. Um, I don't want to watch any of them. I, I, I think that I don't find any of them to be interesting or fun to listen to or insightful. Um, so I'm, I'm good. Uh, I just don't, I don't think the raid is content for everyone. I think it's content for streamers. Um, I, I don't, I don't think getting excited about a raid, like I get why, you know, obviously it's a big deal to put it out. Um, but I, I don't think that there should be any like fanfare about the raid. Like, uh, I believe right now it's still at five or 6% of players who have completed it. The first one, 
Uh, it's been out for a long time now. Like, okay, cool. I don't like, who's that for? It's, it's not for very many people. And, um, while I think the raid concept before the game came out was really exciting and fun. I think in hindsight, there's a lot of people who, um, would say like, actually, instead of raids, maybe like more like replayable content would have been great. <laughs> um, and I don't want to take away from like Ubisoft and the C who did this. Um, the raid looks cool. Some of the mechanics look super dorky to me. I, if you haven't seen the trailer, part of the trail, or if you have part of the trailer shows that I guess what the true sons were working on was this giant railway artillery cannon. Um, if you're familiar with, I think it was world war one, maybe world war two as well. I don't think so though. Um, the, the Germans, I think it was only the Germans developed this railway gun that was just like super giant, like shot like shells, the size of like Volkswagen beetles, um, really far. And, um, and they could only shoot like 15 times before they'd be disassembled and like redone essentially. Um, so for whatever reason, one of these cannons is in the foundry or they made one and I guess they're going to shoot it at DC. I, I don't, I am curious to what the story is going to try to say. I have a bad feeling it's not going to be as like interesting as it should be. And I have a feeling it's not going to impact the actual story at all. This is another, um, when I jumped in and, and played, I, I ran straight to the bioreactor to see if Trenenko was there working away. Uh, and he's not like, it's just so funny how we saved Trenenko so he could work on the bioreactor months ago and there's just no, like, that's what's so frustrating about this whole thing with division two. Like, like we saved Trenenko. Like he's such a big figure in this game from the first game. And we did everything we did in warlords of New York. Like, Oh my gosh, we saved New York from Keener. We killed Keener. And then you go back to DC and it's just like, Hey, Sheriff, are you going to go kill a bounty? Like where's Trenenko? We killed Keener. <laughs> say something Manny we killed Keener like that's a big deal he's top priority target so I think it's just these are the type of things to me that are just like feels like I'm just curious to how these things are going on their side like the prioritization of content and how that relates to the story and stuff because it seems like there's just like 20 different groups of people working on content and they just throw it out as it gets done and there's just no like connectivity or whatever so i don't know i i really don't want to be down on it i love this game i think it's a great franchise i can't wait to see what's coming in the future I, it's just right now I, I can't kind of be bothered and even doing this podcast i feel bad doing it because i feel like i'm like a phony i feel like i'm a fake um that's why i've been trying to keep up and, and know what's going on but i just you know my time is really precious at this point and i, I have a few hours every night to play video games and right now, Division 2 is not the game I'm willing to spend that capital on. It, it's just not. And it's nothing against the game or the devs or the community. Eh, it's against community a little bit. A bunch of people are shitheads. But, like, for the most part, it's it's not personal. I, I love this game. I, I will never be one of those people who got kind of bored with it and then turned heel and decided to turn into some toxic shitlord, you know. Because um, there's been way too many of those. But instead of that i'll just be like yeah division two is a great game for two or three hundred hours which isn't great that's not you can't like think about complaining about that right but even with that said i'm just not interested right now there's other things i think that 
I'm more respectful of my time is really probably the best way to put it. So, so there's that. Please let me know what you think about any of the things I've talked about today. I'm super worried that the first part of this podcast is going to like get me in trouble. I, I really don't think I said anything wrong, but we'll have to, uh, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Okay. Well, I'm going to wrap things up there. Content updates. I'm going to stream when I can. My schedule is so nuts right now. It's life is just crazy. So I'll be on when I can get on. I don't know when that's going to be. So if you are, uh, if you support the podcast or the, or the stream or whatever, if you're willing to keep your sub going, I do super appreciate it. If you're willing to donate or be part of the Patreon, whatever, thank you so much. Um, but I'll, I'll try to get your money's worth eventually. I promise just isn't happening right now. I am Von Diesel on Twitch, where I try to stream a few times a week. Uh, I am also on Twitter as at Von Diesel, or you can follow just the podcast and ignore all of my stupid crap by following at the EchoCast. Um, last, if you want some cool EchoCast or Von Diesel merch, check out bondiesel.live slash merch. That's all I have. So until next time. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going